Good morning, good morning, good morning. And for those of you listening in the intimacy of the bath, this is just for you. No, it's not. <laughs> Have you got sound? If you're listening on podcast, you've listened to nothing for approximately one minute. In fact, one minute, 12 seconds. Is there sound now? Can you hear me now? Yay, Sarah Fox. Um, what I was trying to do there, which was kind of symbolic, was trying to play this. Yeah, because you know what? It's Friday. What does that mean? It means much love, Jane. I've not seen your name before, much love, Jane. Hope you're well. Ellery Jones. Uh, yep, yeah, sound good. Uh, Ellery Jones, apologies. Um, we received a parcel yesterday uh, via the PO box, which is now no longer underneath the description because we're having issues, and I'm going to be up there to have a chat with them about that. Um, and it was from Easter. So uh, that was very bizarre, very bizarre. Thank you very much, though. Um, Nora Doyle, F off Friday, as you can see. Fuck. In fact, it says fuck oof Friday, which is even better. Um, thank you very much, Rosby Mojito Girl, Creatorholic, Stuart G, May Edmondson. Good morning. And if you're listening, good morning on uh, podcasts too. You can listen on Spotify. You can listen on iPod. Uh, no, iPhone tunes. iTunes. iTunes podcast. Um it's Friday, it's Friday, it's hot, it's sunny. Is it sunny where you are? Although looking at the forecast for the weather, it looks like it's going to be rain all next week in London. Is that the same for you? I'm just having a look. Uh, I'm on StreamYard today. Uh, yes, tomorrow rain, Sunday rain, uh, Tuesday rain. Thunderstorms the following weekend. Um, so yeah, so uh, is that the end of the good weather or are they saying that it's going to be like last year. Do you remember when it was so hot? Today it's going to be 30 degrees in London. You need a T-shirt instead of a long shirt. Oh, Reese, I know. Um, yep, I'm in town today as well. So it is going to be bloody hot. If you're in central London, you may as well add another three to four degrees of heat. What a horror. MeTube, good morning. Faith, are you here, Faith? Anna Charolumbus, good morning. Um, Wow. So, uh, yeah, it's been kind of a hysterical couple of days. It's been nice, me and Nads, just getting back into the jingle of things. In fact, it's been so nice that I just fancy doing this, actually. Fuck off Friday. Natasha, man. Natasha. Natasha. Tash. Do you, do you abbreviate your name, guys? Do you, do you, do you like, hey, let's have a look here. Jackie Valino. Do, do, you have, do people call you Jax? Ellery, do people call you L? Stuart, G, do people call you Stew? And if you're called Richard, do people call you Dick? Why is that? I don't understand that bit. Valerie Spasic, 
are you are you Val? Francisca Bastos, are you Francie? Francis? Russ, are you Russ? Julie, are you Jules? Jennifer, are you Jen? Do you know what I mean? You get the idea. It's like you take your name and you shorten the fucker. Ramona Sorod, do people call me Mona or Rami? Oh, Rami. Depends how long they've known me. That's nice. Barbara Ferugian. Hope I pronounced that correctly. Babs. I'm just Anna, says Anna Charolimbus. Uh, Francisca Bastos. Well, here, well, hang on. You've got it here. Chica, 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 Kika, Fran, Franzi, Fran. Wow, Cisco. Good God, there's lots there. I prefer Bev to Beverly, says Bev Berry. Um, uh, Georgina Demetrio, G. I'm Victoria, but hate Vicky, says Elsa Pop. I used to get Higgy, surname Higgins. Yeah, I used to be called Adders. Or Bladders, because I was always at the toilet. Bladderly. I get called Mar or Margie. Do you like that, Margie? Teresa, oh look, I might never get to make a life, but I'm on strike. Nicole Walton, welcome. Hope you're well. Um, and you won't have made that decision lightly, I'm sure. Um, Reese Roberts, Dario, do that can be a name of a show. Uh, it's always sunny in, in Hampstead. I was around Hampstead last week and did a nice long walk around Heath. Hampstead Heath haven't been there for years. It's just that touch out of reach. My uncle used to call me Tea, and he said he wants a cup of tea. He said, cup of tea, tea. Tina Davis. <laughs> I said to Kiki the other day, do you have a key, Kiki? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it got the same response from her. Um, people sometimes will call me Jennifer, says Jenny J. Um, yeah, it's weird now how people had sort of middle names. My friend Jim, Jim, he was Edward James, but people went for his middle name, called him Jim. Um, oh, bless you, Carmel. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, Laurel Nichols, I got called Nipples. Laurel Nipples. Wow, that's, that's quite, quite weird. Nick, Nicks, I hate Nikki. Yeah, my nan used to be called Nikki um, because her uh, maiden name was Nicholas uh, before she married, you know, into Ad Adelie. And so her friends in the in the army would call her Nikki, um, which I like that. I like that kind of creative tour through your names. I don't have any other names to be creative. I mean, what do you what do you abbreviate Mark to? M. M. Bonnie Delaney, I am just recovering from driving through Central at 20 miles an hour for two hours yesterday. Don't, yeah, don't talk to me about driving at 20 miles an hour through Central London. It's a bloody pain in there. They've changed all the speed limits on nearly every road in London. It's it's impossible, absolutely impossible. I get called, used to get called Stewpot, says Stuart G, as a kid. Does anyone need a hug? That's not, who said that? Gabrielle. If anyone needs a hug, Gabrielle's going to give you a great big one. And a hug as well. <laughs> um, BSE Games Ed, chat used to be on the side, now it's below. Does anyone know, is it me, needs to reset? It's on the side for me, BSE Games. Emma Walsh, not a way you can shorten my name, but my middle name is after my mum, Margaret, so I got Maggie, same as her. Ark, yeah, Amy Fenton, that's a good one. My son's name is Giovanni, but gets called Gio or G. M. M. Been called M. How have I been called M? Adders. Adders. Adderley. Often you just get called by your surname. Sean Tucker. Everyone just calls me Shani. That's nice, isn't it? People go to the people go to the effort of adding more letters to your name or more. more. I don't know why I'm on Streamyard. I, I think I was going to uh, run the, the headlines of the papers, which were a bit depressing. Okay, has anyone seen? There's this terrible story that was breaking yesterday in London around this car crash um, in Wimbledon. I mean, this now. The, 
I mean, in terms of what there is to sort of say, I mean, tragically, a girl, an eight-year-old girl has died. And this is the story of um, a, a primary school in Wimbledon. Um, it's a school for girls aged four to 11, and it's near Wimbledon Common. And they were having an end-of-year celebration garden party, which potentially is just like one of the simplest and, and, and I mean... The thing that I think that's kind of really caught me about this this morning is, you know, a woman has been arrested. Her Land Rover uh, drove into this party, crashed into the school. Um, numerous kids uh, were injured. And tragically, one of them died, I believe, at the scene, an eight-year-old eight, eight, eight girl. Um, you know, a major incident was declared. Obviously, there would have been a lot of worry and fear that could this have been a terror incident and all that kind of stuff. There are photographs of... Uh, the Land Rover uh, sort of, you know, just sort of, you know, crashed by the side of the entrance to the school or the side of the school. Uh, the driver has been arrested for dangerous driving on the grounds of dangerous driving. There's no suggestion necessarily of uh, drink driving or anything like that. But this just reminded me, this is the kind of thing, this tragedy and the school now trying to contend with this. And obviously the family of the, you know, the casualty and uh, and those other kids that will have been so severely injured. We don't know if the woman was drunk yet. She's only been arrested, well, not only, but she's been arrested for dangerous driving. Um, it's that thing of how from nowhere something awful can happen like this. And I know we, we trot out that trite expression, don't we? You treat every day as though it's your last. And then, of course, you... You rarely trot that out to your kids because your belief and your your faith with children is that it absolutely isn't anywhere near their last day, is it? You know, for kids. I mean, you can't be, you know, if you were to say treat every day as your last, that could for some children give them anxiety because it's like, well, what are you trying to say? And then something like this happens and you, you, you just, I was just left thinking how, you know, how will those children, how will those children, you know, recover? How will those children you know, you know, ever be able to put the trauma of this behind them. Um, you know, so, so yeah, um, so, the, you know, and this, this, this story sort of evolved yesterday and you sort of read these things and you, it's terrible, isn't it? You sort of, I don't know, you sort of, I heard of a crash and then you sort of thought, okay, well, a car's gone into a, into a, into a, into a school. And then you sort of, and then, and then obviously the kind of severity of the, of the incident kind of developed. And you realise that there was, you know, someone had died. And you're just like, oh, my God. I mean, imagine just living. You're just having a normal day. Your kids are just at a normal garden party, a school end-of-year party. And then this trauma just crashes in. Yeah, Danielle, another day on, and perhaps they would have been broken up for holidays and nobody would have been there. And that's the thing with trauma, Reese Roberts. It ultimately splits your life a before and after. And I think, you know, trauma isn't just about, um, isn't just about, sorry, what's that about the Baz Luhrmann? Yeah, trauma isn't just about the thing. It is obviously about the thing because it's the thing that causes the trauma, but it is about the before and the after, isn't it? It's about the, it's about the calm, it's about the normal before, the, the extraordinary, and it's that shock. It's that shock. Um, so, I mean, you know, there's, there's the inference or suggestion that there could have been something else at work here. I mean, I don't know if you remember that, I forget the name of the actor who, uh, used to be an American horror story. 
a sort of stand. He was like a comic actor, and he had a coronary, didn't he, or a heart attack or a stroke, I think, actually, at the wheel of his car in LA, and it crashed, and he died. I mean, this could be this could be uh, tragically that the driver themselves experienced some kind of medical emergency, um, and the car and the car went off the road. I mean, here's another thought about this. I mean, imagine. Natasha, Tiramos, absolutely. Things like this is why everything gives me anxiety. Yeah, you know, it's that idea that, for me, a true understanding of anxiety is the constant fear or belief that something quite seismic and incredibly violent, metaphorically, but also potentially physically like this, is going to hit you from the side. You know, like in films, you'll see someone driving along, and they're very effective these days where they're driving along, and suddenly something hits, sort of side, hits the side of the car, and you're thrown out of yourself, and it's just complete shock. That, that fear of the, the possibility of that happening is what living with anxiety is like. That's why panic attacks happen. I mean, I think a lot of people look at people having panic attacks and think, mm, is, is that a real thing? Is that?" But it, it really is. It's a sort of... It's like an emotional vertigo. It's like, it's like vertigo, horizontal vertigo. It's kind of like it's a fear or a compulsion where you're almost projecting yourself into some kind of catastrophe. Um, but here's the thing. I mean, imagine if she was having some kind of medical emergency or, or you know, event, say a stroke or a heart attack, and what she did in crashing into the car, in crashing into the school, Actually, she took evasive action and it prevented her from killing other people. How an event like this could turn from something that's taken something away to potentially something that's, that's saved lives from, from a, you know, a, a tragic moment. Uh, Sadie C, I think they automatically rest on suspicion of dangerous driving. I kind of hope it was due to a medical issue and not something like drink or drugs. Absolutely. Uh, Good ship lollipop. People with anxiety give me anxiety. Then avoid them. At least you have the choice to avoid them. Stacey Randall, I was incredibly lucky. Hi, Stacey. I hope you're well, my darling. Um, I was incredibly lucky. My car went down a hill and smashed into a house and wrote the car off. There were so many children about. It traumatized me for years, and no one was hurt, just the house and car. Um, oh, it, it's, it's, it's hardcore, isn't it? it? It's incredibly distressing, these things. Louise N, or could it have been a fault with the car? This is, this is it. This is the thing. I always remember years ago. Um, there was a story, well, there are a few stories of someone who took their own life whilst driving a car and they drove into oncoming traffic and, of course, uh, killed someone else in another car. And I remember thinking, reading this story, thinking, my God, the, the drop effect or the drip effect of something like that happening and how it can just sort of, you know, uh, the ripples just reach out into so many other lives. One person's trauma or crisis becomes everyone's. Um, Laura Lou, I'm diabetic and I got in my car knowing I was having a low blood sugar, then I would call that dangerous driving, even though it's medical. Okay, yeah, so an awareness that of it, that, that, that too, yeah. Um, if it was a medical situation, surely the driver would be in hospital, Clodagh, yeah. Uh, if that is what happened, Jenny J, then she can't blame herself. Yeah, no, and it's just tragic, it's just tragic. Um, a big story that's come through on a, new, a number of, uh, let me just refresh it, a uh, big story that's come through today in The Guardian uh, is uh, skin cancer cases uh, have reached record a record high in the UK. 
specifically in the UK, with a sharp rise among older adults. Um, have any of you experienced, had, or suspected, or known someone who's had um, skin cancer? Now, obviously, uh, Cancer Research UK have said that melanoma cases could soar by uh, another 50% over the next 20 years. But the, they're saying that already there's an enormous uptick in cases amongst over 55s, kind of my, my generation, certainly Nadia's generation. Um, and this is because of the boom, the boom in cheap package holidays in the 1960s, which they're saying is linked to a rise um, in serious types of skin cancer amongst older adults. Um, the rise in rates in over 55s is likely to be linked to trends to have tanned skin and the cheap package holiday boom dating from the 1960s before people became fully aware of skin cancer. Uh, they are also saying that part of this will also be due to more people being checked um, and having checkups and, and, and checking things and things like that. But it's just another reminder, isn't it, as we go into the summer uh, and, and, you know, um, the charity also sort of uh, stresses, Cancer Research UK also stresses that, um, that you know, it's important to remember, as Nadia always says, and I'm always a bit sort of joshy with her about this, that even in cloud cover, you can get burnt, you can get sunburnt. Um, which reminds me that actually, I don't know if that's still the case, but which magazine said that Asda's own is the best value for money and the most effective um, suntan lotion there is. I remember many, 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 many moons ago when we were first sort of into this social media arc and I, I posted something. I'd, I'd, I'd fallen asleep in the sun with my hand on my chest and there was a perfect sort of hand mark around my, around my stomach. And I posted this thinking, you know, it was a funny image. But of course, it, you know, for numerous people who'd, who'd experienced all sorts, I'm going to read through some of your comments now. But for numerous people who'd gone through the experience of skin cancer, it was not a funny thing. Um, and we recognize that. Um, there is no such thing as a safe tan, says Jane Offman. Um, Amy Fenton, sun creams weren't as effective in the 70s and 80s, and people used to sunbathe with olive oil. I know, it's crazy, isn't it? Um, Ellery Jones, that's the reason I used 50 factor sunscreen oil. I used 50 all last week. That's why I did. Um, let's have a look. Rachel Greenwood, I've had several friends diagnosed with skin cancer. They were only in their 40s. Um, Charlene Horrocks, yes, they're not getting treatment quickly because of the backlog. Scary to have cancer at the best of times, but even more so now as it's taking so long. Elaine Denning, a good friend aged 47, died of skin cancer. It came back three times and he fought it off, but the fourth time it spread and took his life. Elaine, wow, what a battle. Um, Bev Berry, yes, but a lot of people are obsessed with having tans. It, it's tricky, isn't it? Isn't it weird? It's the, it's the dicing with death that we do, isn't it? It's like if I, I, I still, the more and more I think about the fact, I'm just going off on a tangent, I suppose I'm thinking about other things that obviously give you cancer. And so if you think, when well, I used to smoke, why? To look good. I mean, that's where it all started, smoking. I mean, why would one want to put something burning in one's mouth but to, to look good? And, and the thing with suntans and, and brown skin is that you want to look good. And so for the sake of looking, I mean, I suppose it's the... You don't go out there. No one goes out thinking, do you know what? I'm going to dice with death. You just don't think like that. It's not like that. Even when I've been, for the many, many years I've been careless, and I have to I have to be honest, I've you know, it's been years and years of this that I've thought, you know, this last time I thought, no, I'm going to be responsible. I'm going to sit in the shade. I was in the shade most of the time. 
Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, it's just be careful. Audi always do well in the ratings um, in terms of sun creams. Uh, that will be why shelves are always empty in Asda. Says because you're a cheery, cheery number today. Good chip lollipop, aren't you? <laughs> um, Deborah Tideswell, sunbeds are very popular again. I don't get it. Are sunbeds as dangerous for the skin as the sun? Are, are they? I, d I don't know. When you're young, you don't know the dangers of the sun. You just want a tan, says Sandy. Now I'm older, I cover up a lot more. Um, Clodagh, I use Factor 50 every day of the year. Very good. Um, Ramona Soroldi, I was always super careful with sunscreen. My mother always insisted, even though so many people told me I shouldn't worry since I'm mixed race. But unfortunately, this myth is dangerous to spread. Val Smith, baby oil in the 80s. Absolutely. God, I mean, can you believe how ridiculous we were? Hi, Steph Schultz. Sneaky hello. Um, Anna Charolumbus, just come back from Tenerife. Used 50, oh, then went down to 30. I used to lie in the sun for hours and hours, not anymore. With no some beds are worse, Erin. Dangerous. Oh, uh, some beds aren't dangerous if used correctly, but some abuse it. Well, there you go. So package holidays. We're feeling the effect. This is the thing, you know, it's the delayed effect. So we're now feeling the effect in skin cancer cases of a trend of package holidaying from the 1960s and 70s. Therein lies much to be learned about what, what we're sleepwalking into with something like vaping. Um, threads, threads has taken off massively. Um, it's possibly one of the fastest growing new social media apps to have been launched. Uh, and it's growing exponentially faster than Twitter did when Twitter first launched. But Many of you may have found that as you're scrolling through threads and wandering around, it's uh, curious pages. I mean, lots of people, I'm, 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 I'm hearing that there are lots of, as with any social media platform, you're going to get horrible people. And, um, you know, clearly they're sort of like dubious individuals floating around trying to woo people in there. So be, be as with any, I mean, I think the same security prevails for threads as does for Instagram. But uh, yeah, just just be mindful, be careful. And if you don't know people, block them. And if you don't feel they're right, block them. And it's the, you can block quite quickly and easily. Um, but Twitter are threatening to sue Facebook owner Meta. Meta is the company that owns Instagram, owns Threads. Twitter are threatening to sue. They allege that Mark Zuckerberg, or as some people call him, the lizard man. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that that sort of refers to his slightly sort of... Um, I don't know, sort of straight-faced personality. Um, ah, yeah, big point, Reese Roberts. The main track with threads, though, is if you try to delete the app, you could delete your, IG, your Instagram account by proxy. So at the most, you should only deactivate it for short periods. I mean, I suppose the thing you just do is, yeah, just don't delete the app. It's a bit of a mistake, that. And you can't launch, for example, we have a Coffee Moaning Instagram and a Popcorn Junkies Instagram. You can't launch... Multitude, multi, multiple accounts, but but yeah, Twitter are threatening to sue. They they suggest that the Zuckerberg has used former employees of Twitter to nick the best and uh, ditch the rest. Which, to be honest with you, when it's all about writing words, liking it, or sharing it, I mean, can you? Is that intellectual property? Can you? IP, the ability to write text in a small box? I don't know. 
can, can, I think this might just be a bit of saber rattling by Twitter, trying to make sort of uh, threads get a bit nervous. I mean, there's a lot of excitement. There's a I think there's you still feel it's 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 like it's like the Wild West. It's like it's like people charging across America, going, oh, it's a gold rush. Um. Uh, oh, Elliot. Oh, Elliot. You can launch multiple accounts if they have an IG account attached. I've got two threads account. So even if you've got one Instagram, oh, you'll have to let me know about that, Elliot. Um, I got your text, by the way, as well. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I tried that, but it seemed to kind of go a bit weird. Um, uh, Nadia Mansour, morning, Mark. Yesterday was bad. Had a family member trying to convince my demented granddad to start smoking again after nearly setting fire to himself two weeks ago. Why are people? My God, Nadia, I'm sorry to hear that. Jesus. Um, I do, I do apologise. Sorry, it's slightly off centre from the conversation, but um, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Very, very strange. Very strange. Um, Erin Bullimore, the EU data protection laws don't allow it. The UK quietly changed our laws this year. Instagram is connected to threads. Yep, we know that. If you delete threads, you will then lose Instagram. Yep, absolutely. Uh, already have to juggle all these apps, says Jenny J. It's, it's a bit too much. But anyway, so we could be looking at that cage fight between Elon Musk and um, Zuckerberg could well be happening in a in a legal sense, as Musk's team threatened to take threads to the knacker's yard. Now, this is a curious story, um, and I just want to touch upon this, and then we're going to do Quiz of the Week, guys. Britney Spears hit in the face by NBA basketball star Victor Web- Wembanyama's bodyguard. The singer Britney Spears claims she was backhanded after she tried to tap the seven foot four inch tall uh, basketball player on the shoulder as he walked through a hotel into Las Vegas. Everything about this that makes me feel a security guard essentially pushed someone he didn't realize was Britney Spears, but she's saying that she was backhanded and nearly knocked to the ground after she approached the basketball player. Um, Britney Spears, in an emotional statement, described the incident as a traumatic experience and said she hoped to get an apology from the player. Um, uh, it came after the um, the sports star told reporters hours earlier that she had grabbed me from behind and insisted that his security guard had only pushed her away, although he admitted he hadn't seen the full incident. incident. I mean, God, he's seven foot four. He's a full two foot taller than Spears. Uh, she denied grabbing the athlete and said she was just trying to talk to him. She said, I decided to approach him and congratulate him on his success. It was really loud, so I tapped him on the shoulder to get his attention, at which point this, his security guard backhanded me. In fact, everything about this story is strange, don't you think? I mean, who... I think what's the strangest part of this is that no one knew Britney Spears was right by them. And in what set of circumstances was Britney Spears in a sort of group... And if she was just in a group of groupies, would you necessarily know it was Britney Spears? I suppose if you just had a group of groupies behind you and you're wandering into a restaurant and they're all being really annoying and someone touches you and they could be about to be aggressive, um, you're not going to assume Britney Spears is in the group. But then should you treat anyone with a back end? Bit weird, isn't it? Um, Russ Souch, can this girl have anything else happen to her? Sarah Withington, the whole Britney situation, it, it is odd. It, it is odd. It's very odd. Um, MeTube, um, Meta are better at running multiple products. Insta, WhatsApp, Facebook, Metaverse. Yeah, I'm not a fan at all of Facebook. I hate Facebook. 
Um, but you're right. I think Insta, WhatsApp, uh, they, they do have a sort of synchronicity, don't they? So, yeah, Britney Spears hit in the face. Very bizarre. Uh, and finally, before we get to the quiz of the week, I just wanted to share in this British tourist uh, who vandalised the Colosseum has apologised and said he didn't realise how old the building was. Do you, be, do you believe him? This is a tourist who has filmed etching his, his, his and his girlfriend's name into the Colosseum. Uh, he personally wrote to the mayor of Rome, claiming he didn't realise just how old the historic site was. Uh, the chap, Ivan Dimitrov from Bristol, wrote a letter of apology uh, after the mayor of Rome said, uh, called the act undignified and a sign of great incivility. Uh, potentially, if you do this, you, you can run the risk of a £12,000 fine and five years in prison. How could you not know? That, how could you visit the Colosseum and not know it was an ancient building? I mean, looking at the image, he's obviously scrawling on what looks like relatively modern brick. Still doesn't allow. I remember walking through um, Petra in Jordan, and um, and I, I don't know whether it was a cultural act of vandalism or what, but subsequent to discovering this, it was an Israeli tourist who... Um, was graffitiing into the wall of, you know, the beautiful, magnificent sort of palace. Um, and they were sort of pulled, they were pulled aside and, you know, remonstrated with. Um, apology due from security guard, surely, Sharon. Yes, more than necessarily the sports person. How, Ramona Sorodi, how do you not know that the Colosseum is a historical building? What did he think the lines were for? What, what, and also, why was he visiting it? If you're visiting it as a, as a, as a tourist site, then you know. No, he didn't film it. Someone else took a photograph of him doing it. But he apologised. So, so should we cut him some slack? He, he apologised? Is that good? Just disrespecting history itself. Absolutely. Um, okay, well, look, guys, what we do on a Friday, if you're uh, not used to this, is we do a Friday quiz, which I'm now going to do. So if you don't want to do the quizzy quiz quiz, head off, head off and have some fun. Um, and uh, if you do, get your piece of paper or a pen or get your phone ready and let's write it into your phone because it's, of course, what is it? It's Friday quiz. Fuck off Friday. Whoa. Friday quiz. There we go. It's a Friday quiz, guys. So let's get cracking, shall we? Let me just pull you over here so I can see your answers as they come in. Uh, and then I'm going to pull this over here and then we're going to get cracking. OK, um, I'm off. Have a good day, Rosby to Girl. Lots of love. Um, OK, so what's that? Sadie Sue. What's that? Oh, crikey, I'm always rubbish at the quiz. Don't worry, you'll be fine. Vietnam. OK, question one. This is around Barbie, the film. I don't know if anyone's as excited. Are you excited about the Barbie film starring Margot Robbie? I, I literally still don't know what to make of this. Um, Vietnam has announced its cinemas will not be screening one of the summer's most anticipated films, Barbie. But why is the live action story of the classic toy being banned? A, accusations of blasphemy. B, a same sex kiss. Or C, a territory dispute. So territory dispute would mean that within the film, they feature something that kind of doesn't have an accurate depiction of a map or, or something like that. So is it accusations of blasphemy? A, a same-sex kiss? B, or C, a territory dispute? 
DK1612, Ross Souch, Cloda, All Saint Territory, Laura Williams, Territory, Becky and Fifi Same-Sex Kiss. It's Territory Dispute. Question two. The small Mexican town of San Pedro Huamalula, sorry if I pronounced that incorrectly, was home to the society wedding of the season as its mayor married a very unusual bride. But from which species did the bride come from? What? Small Mexican town home to the society wedding of the season as its mayor married an unusual bride. But what was the species of the bride? Was it A, a caiman, B, a crocodile, or C, a frog? What did Victor Hugo Sosa marry? Was it A, a caiman, uh, B, a crocodile, or C, a frog? Cayman is a sort of alligator-like reptile. Emma Walsh is saying A. Reese Roberts is saying crocodile. Lynn Sheard is saying a frog. Jew Osler is saying a crocodile. Uh, Christine Miller is saying a caiman. And Nora Doyle, you'd be right, it is a caiman. Absolutely. Good God, a caiman. Um, just one second. Just got to check. Get yourself sorted, guys. Just one second. Um, question three. The Taliban have ordered hair and beauty salons to be shut. The latest restriction of women's freedom since they retook Afghanistan in 2021. But which of these are Afghan women still allowed to do? Which of these things are Afghan women still allowed to do? Well done, Sarah Witherington. Two out of two. A. Attend secondary school or university. B. Travel without men. Or C, visit parks. God, it's so medieval, isn't it? Which of these are Afghan women still allowed to do? A, attend secondary school or university. B, travel without men. Or C, visit parks. Astonishing they can't do all of those, isn't it? Which of those are Afghan women still allowed to do? Uh, lots of you saying, let's have a look. Lots of you saying, ooh. Uh, Chrissy Miller attends secondary school. Sharon is saying visit parks. Um, Elaine Denning is, is right. Travel without men is the correct answer. Question four. Europe launched a space telescope it hopes will make an immense three-dimensional map of the cosmos. Imagine making a map of the cosmos. But after which ancient mathematician and astronomer is it named? A. Archimedes. B. Euclid. Or C. Ptolemy. I presume Euclid is how you pronounce it. Is it named after A. Archimedes? Such a wonderful name, isn't it? Check out Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, guys. Is it B. Euclid or C. Ptolemy? Which of those is the European telescope that's been launched to map the cosmos named after? Lorraine Eads is saying Ptolemy. Uh, Maria is saying Archimedes. I just want to say Archimedes because I love saying Archimedes. It's just such a great name, isn't it? Archimedes. Um, let's have a look. Rachel Greenwood is saying Euclid. Euclid. Is it Euclid? Yeah, it's Euclid. The answer is B, Euclid. Widely regarded as the father of geometry and one of the most influential mathematicians of all time. Question five. The annual Tour de France began on Saturday with Britain's Adam Yates claiming the first stage win of the three-week-long race. Who came second? Sport? Screwed. A, Sprint King Mark Cavendish. B, two-time champion Tadej Pogacar. Or C, his twin brother, Simon Yates. Who came second? Adam Yates claimed the first stage win, but who came second? I know, sport. 
Sadie C hasn't got one right. I thought you said, I thought Sadie C, I thought you said you had two. <gasps> Laura Williams says his twin brother. Sean Tucker says his twin brother. Yeah, I think if I was like, if I was having a guess at this one, which I did, um, I'd have said his twin brother, and I got it correct. It is his twin brother. Question six. King Charles III was presented with the honours of Scotland in Edinburgh on Wednesday. The Scottish crown is the oldest in the UK, but how heavy is it? Oh, fucking hell. How heavy is it? How heavy is the crown? How heavy be the crown that wears the crown that has the... You know what I mean. Is it A, 1.06 kilograms, B, 1.59 kilograms, or C, 2.23 kilograms? Flipping hell, guys. I mean, you know... You know, this is like when you go into a pub and they say, how many coins are in the bottle? It's just a, it's a wild guess. Rachel Greenwood, Extre- uh, too heavy. Yes, extremely Cerevolts. Lots of you saying, see, yeah, I wanted to go for just the heaviest. But you know what I did? I, went, I played it safe and went in the middle. And that's why Rachel Greenwood is right. And so is Becky Fithian, because it's B. I'm assuming none of you have got six out of six so far as we get to the last question the final question of the friday quiz before we go into the hottest day of the year probably um here we go question seven fifi kramer you've got one <laughs> emma walsh has got one um black pink became the first ever korean band to headline a major uk music festival when they performed at bst hyde park in london which of these tracks was not part of the K-pop four pieces set. So Blackpink didn't perform which of the following? A, Cruel Summer. B, How You Like That. Or C, Pink Venom. Reese Roberts, this quiz is is next to fucking impossible this week. I'm telling you that right now. K-pop, cycling, what? The weight of a crown? Sling your hook, mate. It's hard. If anyone gets seven, then if we could follow you back on on YouTube, we would, but you can't. Um, The answer's A, Cruel Summer, that classic, that classic by Blackpink. Never heard of it, never heard of them. Anyway, there you go, guys. So there's your there's your quiz quiz of the week to take into the weekend. Now, obviously, tomorrow, Curly Cooks is back. Uh, The No Name Sunday show is landing on Sunday. Um, you'll have the Saturday papers tomorrow. You've got another Cornish vlog coming. All sorts of content to keep you titivated, titillated, itivated, and tritivated. Um, try and stay sensible in the 